and welcome to another edition of the First Orange Broncos podcast presented by the Denver Post. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We're recording today's episode late Saturday night. We just spoke with John Elway and Vance Joseph uh, in their news conference to address the 53-man roster. It's out, Ryan. It's here. We're closer to the regular season. First things first, how many picks did you get incorrect? Well, I got 48 right, which right. Uh, you know, a lot of people on Twitter today thought I was some country bumpkin from Jacksonville <laughs> who just likes to lob pot shots left and right. Oh but uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the ones I got wrong. I did not have Sam Jones on the roster because he had been hurt. Um, I did not have Matt Lacoste on the roster. I had Austin Trailer at tight end. I did not have Keyshawn Ber- uh, Berea uh, as a linebacker. And I had Clinton McDonald. He got cut. I'm trying to think of who else I missed, but um, Tim Patrick, I think I had as a six receiver, but right. pretty, uh, you know, pretty solid. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad I got like Elijah Wilkinson right, you know, Demonte Thomas, um, and then uh, you know got the running backs right. So a lot of people were shocked that D'Angelo Henderson was on my not on my 53. Well, just read the tea leaves. Yeah. He was running out of room. Yeah. Exactly, and so you know, I suppose they won't let you run the team with the the number that you got right, but still impressive for a first shot for a for a new guy on the beat. Uh, as we look at this roster and break it down, you mentioned a few guys, but let's sort of touch on one or two uh, big surprises from this group. You know, you mentioned some guys who maybe were injured on that that maybe that affected things, but for you, a guy who's on this roster that you just didn't expect to be there, is there one or two? Well, let's start on offense first, and I will go with Sam Jones, the rookie who 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 is from the Denver area. You know, they were working him as a second-string center until he had the back spasms. He missed two weeks. He missed two games. I thought, okay, he because of the injury, he would probably clear waivers. You'd put him on the practice squad. He'd be a nice developmental guy. But as I, uh, as I wrote about for Sunday's paper, they really wanted versatility above everything else as an offensive line. Jones can play guard and center. He got the nod over Cyrus Quandro, who really is just a left tackle. Um, so that that was one surprise. On defense, I was surprised they moved on from Clinton McDonald. I'll give John Elway's rationale first. Is they're only going to address five defensive linemen because they can use Bradley Chubb as a sixth guy. So they kept six D linemen instead of seven. I, I And I wrote this the other day. You don't cut defensive lineman who can help you you want to stockpile those guys and maybe you could have flipped him for something else in a week or two so the the mcdonald thing i think he had an interior pass rush strength that this team did not have last year vance joseph pointed that out a couple times so those were just two of my surprises but one of the guys you led your story with was paxton lynch ask you about him not so much that he was on the team because we sort of expected that but john elway's maybe not endorsement of him overall yeah it was the first question of the press conference and rightfully so and and the reason that led my story because quarterbacks in this town are, are always very polarizing and when you have a first round pick who gets down to the third string you wonder what the rationale is for for keeping him on the field um you mentioned it it was sort of lukewarm i think from vance and from elway and sort of where he stands on one side of the coin uh it was elway talking about hey you know he knows his system he, we felt like he was the best fit for for that third spot uh, uh, and then on the same token said that when they were looking at addressing, maybe looking at a veteran, even said the Broncos were interested in some players and that they were going to wait out this process till Sunday uh, to see how everything fits. So uh, for the Broncos, 
El, uh, you know, Vance sat there and, and, and said, I think, the right things for what they should say at this point, which is they want to see Paxton develop. They want to see him to continue to improve. Uh, but on the other side of the coin, if a veteran pops up tomorrow who's a right fit, how likely is it that it happens, Ryan? Um, I would still think it's unlikely. But the fact that John always said they at least entertained the notion and they were not going to cut Chad Kelly. They would have moved him down. But the fact that they or at least open to the idea of giving up on Paxton Lynch, I think was telling. I mean, I think that door remains open. The challenge is, okay, can you get a guy you feel is smart enough? And also, are you comfortable? Do you want to bring in a guy who's your number three? Do you want to bring in a young guy just to sort of start that clock over and see if you can work with somebody? And is it a you know, break glass in case of emergency player? But I thought Elway was, you know, honest about Lynch. You know, Vance sort of played the good cop. Uh, said, you know, he's still getting better. But it's sort of a, I still think it's a little bit of an albatross hanging over this team right now. And they did not uh, address that issue. One very interesting storyline that you addressed in uh, the Sunday Journal that you'll have uh, off of today's press conference uh, with Elway and Joseph, you can find that at denverpost.com. And in the Sunday newspaper, uh, was this differences between the 27 rookie class and the 2018 rookie class? Here you have a group, uh, half of the eight players that the Broncos picked a year ago, now off the roster. And then looking at this latest class, uh, nine of the 10, is that right, Uh, Ryan, um, or maybe eight of the ten are on the fifty-three, and then you add Philip Lindsay, yeah, and Alexander, and Johnson, Alexander, so ten rookies. So, so ten rookies, a, a bit of a tr- contrast there. Are there concerns that maybe this team is relying on too much youth, or or maybe like Elway and Vance said today, they like being young at certain positions and they don't see it as a detriment? Well, I think seven of those rookies are going to be active Sunday against Seattle because they either play a lot or special teams, etc. Um, I think it was Matt. It was a, uh, it was a product of how bad their 17 class was. They had to push some of these guys along in 18. Elway made a good point. They drafted high in each round. They're not accustomed to doing that. Looks like they've taken advantage of that. But you look at this 17 draft class. These people say, well, they didn't cut their first or second round pick. Well, they cut two thirds, and those are starter rounds. The first three rounds, you expect to find starters there. Given up on Brandon Langley, given up on Carlos Henderson, who never even showed up for camp. Demarcus Walker may not even be active next week as the second-round pick. So the fact that they're leaning on these rookies this year is a product of, A, they probably did evaluate their talent well, but also they have to make up for the 17 draft class failings. In terms of some roster math that we've seen, we talked about uh, on the previous podcast how many players do the Broncos keep at certain positions. Uh, just going down the list here, especially, de- especially defense. Uh, 10 linebackers, 10 defensive backs, uh, 6 defensive linemen. Any surprises there? Is it indicative of the way the league's changing, the new kickoff rules? Just w- what do you make of, of some of the, those number, numbers games uh, the Broncos had to play? Well, on offense, you know, the numbers were pretty much uh, standard except for tight end. You know, they kept five receivers and three tight ends. On defense, they kept six inside linebackers. Only one of them, Brandon Marshall, plays on an every-down basis, but obviously that's a focus on special teams. They want guys who can run and hit and also um, with, uh, you know, some of the corners that they can, you know, be gunners or return guys in the case of Adam Jones. So the fact that they kept so many linebackers was a surprise for me. Five corners and five safeties, I sort of had that pinned down because – at safety, Cravens is just coming back from injury. Plus, they in their dime package, they use three safeties more than half the time. 
Ryan, when, when you look at this group of players that the Broncos did release, is there one guy who might come back and, and bite the Broncos for, as a player who, who maybe they should have given some more time to develop? Obviously, it's, it's difficult to assess that so quickly, but look at this group. Who's the one guy that Broncos fans are going to be saying, oh, what, why did we do that? Well, I had a couple of seconds to think about that answer, and um, I'll give you a couple of guys. I mean, if they face Clinton McDonald, he's a veteran who knows how to get to the quarterback. You know, the 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 intriguing storyline is if they face a team that brings on Isaiah McKenzie to return punts, right, and right. he dashes for a touchdown or something like that. You know, a lot of fans on Twitter on Saturday morning and afternoon were lamenting D'Angelo Henderson's release, and mostly because they just don't like Devontae Booker. You know, D'Angelo Henderson may get a shot somewhere. If not, if he doesn't clear waivers, somebody will sign him. But uh, but those are just a couple guys that you know probably they if there was a bigger roster they would have kept. Absolutely. And how tough is it for these teams to make these decisions? It's sort of a cliche, and we heard these guys talk about it. But you've covered the league long enough. Do they do they really dread this day as, as much as they say? Or is, there's got to be some excitement too because you're finally getting to the roster that that you want to have. Well, the, the the tough part is not so much. Um, cutting a guy but having to tell him you know right, say, hey, right. you just weren't good enough for us um the exciting part is what john and vance both talked about is monday you start on seattle that's when it gets real that's why you put in all those hours but when everybody says a lot of tough decisions i remember back when i was covering the redskins and i asked a veteran player at the start of camp he said he could he said he could probably name 51 out of the 53 guys that are going to make the team. I said there's 90 guys in camp because it doesn't matter. He goes there aren't a lot of tough decisions. Interesting. For the Broncos, it probably came down to maybe two or three decisions, you know, Lacoste or trailer tight end, you know, interior lineman on offense or a tackle. And with the linebackers, Zaire Anderson or an Alexander Johnson, they chose Johnson. So, those are just 3 out of 53. So, the tough part is you know, uh, telling these guys they got to move on. But in terms of putting their board up, I think there were only a couple of tough decisions. For sure. One thing we can all agree on, uh, very good to get to this point in the preseason, put it behind us. The Broncos finally play some real games here coming up. Uh, first up with Seattle in the home opener at Mile High. Uh, should be a great time. We appreciate uh, you guys tuning in to this uh, edition of the First and Orange podcast. We'll wrap it up on that. Uh, be sure to follow all of our nonstop Broncos coverage online at DenverPost.com. Pick us up every day in the newspaper. And of course, tune in to the next First and Orange podcast. See ya.